Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable with your host, Mindy Harley. Warning, listening to this podcast might cause you to shatter your limited beliefs, recognize your potential and motivate you to be the best you can be. Other side effects may include, but not limited, to grabbing life by the balls, taking no crap from anyone, becoming an unstoppable force at various aha moments to get you thinking outside the box. Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you for joining me. I hope that wherever you are in the world, Right now, you are having an amazing day, and you are absolutely killing it. Today's guest absolutely does kill it all the time. She is a nonstop force, Mrs. Nichelle Loss, and she is a fitness expert. She is a mom of four boys. She is an entrepreneur, and she is one hell of a woman that I look up to, and I am so excited to have her on the show today, guys, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. So, Nichelle, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. You just finished getting back from, like, I think it was a complete Eastern Canada sweep, media sweep on CTV. You've been on air spreading the message about fitness and keeping healthy with families and, you know, I've been seeing your face everywhere. If it's not on magazines, on Facebook, on TV, I mean, it's just been amazing. And yeah, like it's it's been a heck of a ride for you. It definitely has. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Anytime I can get the chance of the opportunity to share, you know, anything, whether it be my experiences or just, you know, how I do it all, it's I take the opportunity. So uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's a, it's. Um, yeah, we, we just got back from we just got back from Montreal. That's my hometown actually. Yeah. And I moved to Ontario about seventeen years ago to, you know, get on as a police officer. And uh, I used to go back a little bit more frequently, but I that you know, after a while it kinda stops, you know. And I hadn't been back for quite a few years, so it was nice to get back and see the family and of course while I was there I did do the uh, you know, Montreal global appearance with the boys because that's my new thing now. Now that they're old enough to actually, you know, hold their own and enough to do their workout and stuff, that's what I love to do. So yeah. I said, why not incorporate it and try and inspire and motivate other families and other parents and uh, let them know that you can include, you know, uh, the young ones or, you know, I, and I say the young ones, but it could be your pets. You could, you know, I always make a joke of it. Invite everybody, whoever wants to join in on, you know, make it yeah. a little a fun, a fun competition or just to kind of get out there and, and you know, just... Um, I don't know, you know, just get the, the, the word out that, you know, a health, lead a healthy lifestyle and then, you know, set examples for your children, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, you're doing an incredible job because, I mean, you have a, you said your boys and the listeners don't understand how many boys you have. You have five boys. And yeah, well, four boys, four boys, four boys, but five with Dave. Five with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five with Dave. Yeah, so yeah, you have four. That's right. But yeah, you've got an incredibly large household. So I mean, you are doing such an amazing job of just instilling that on from an early age and leading by example with that. But I mean, it wasn't like you, you've been on tour doing all this stuff and everything, but you know, and now you're getting to, to spread the message more. But it wasn't always like this. You were actually, before you started like taking on on all this full time, you were in the police force. 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a totally different, you know, daily life right there. And I mean, obviously it comes with its challenges, its pros, its cons, um, the hectic lifestyle that I can't even imagine. But what, I mean, when you were doing that full time, right? Yes. Yeah. So when you decided to leave and, you know, go and do what you're doing now full time, you know, running like Team Laos, running OTC, um, you know, doing all these media presentations and everything. Like, what was your, you know, I can't imagine like that gut feeling that you had when, you know, it was finally, you know, put in stone and papers. Like, what feelings did you have? And, you know, how did you just run with it and, you know, describe describe that day when it was, when that life ended and a new life began? It was... It was scary, but, you know, it was more scarier almost after or, like, leading up to it and also after. But, you know, because ever since I was a teenager, I always wanted to become a police officer. I always wanted. That was my dream. And so, I mean, I even moved, you know, like I just said, I was, you know, my hometown is Montreal, and I moved to Ontario because my French, I mean, I'm an English Quebecois, so my French was about 70%, and to me that wasn't enough to you know, pursue a career in policing, um, I just, I wanted to be like fully bilingual. Yeah. And also because, I mean, that's a tough job that, you know, you, you should, you should be a hundred percent, you know, English and French, especially living in Quebec. Mm-hmm. So when I did move, um, I moved for that reason because I wanted to become a police officer so bad. And that was my dream. And when I got on, I was so happy. And I, at that time, um, I wanted to change the world, and I think we all do. We know when we go into something with such passion and it's everything you wanted, I thought I could change the world because um, that's just the way I am. I'm very caring and nurturing, and, <laughs> and nurturing is, you know, <laughs> explains the four boys. No, but and I just, I love to take care of people, and I love to inspire people and help them be the best they can be. And, you know, over the years when I started policing, um, things change, you know, and I just, found that over the years I wasn't helping people like I should have been and I think it's because and you know I I know I love my job or my career um it's just the world wasn't ready for me to help them because they're not ready to help themselves yeah and I think that's the problem is like I went in with the mindset that I could change the world and I just couldn't and although that sounds you know but that was my mentality and I maybe I'm exaggerating when I say that but you know so what happened was I, um, I mean, I'm I'm going off a little bit of a topic, but it's kind of where it it it'll, it'll make sense. Yeah, in a it's coming bit. around. <laughs> um, it'll come around, and like fitness was always part of my life because I used to be a kickboxer before when I was used to compete in kickboxing and boxing, and that started when I was a teenager as well. So it kind of all you know integrated, I guess, into itself. But. Um, when I started my career as a police officer, not that it, not that the kickboxing went a back burner, but it took a little bit of a, you know, like a little bit of a, a side, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then obviously when I met Dave, my husband, uh, we started to have kids, and that was another reason why I had to kind of try to multitask, try and include everything, and all of that wasn't possible. And so I had to put kickboxing. Basically, it's always been part of me because it's saved me and that's another story but it saved me um you know mentally and emotionally growing up and stuff um but 
uh, I found fitness through that because I found that I can do fitness competitions or you know the fizzy competitions that we were doing. Um, I could do that on my own time, especially when I have a shift work, when I had shift work to do, and then having all the children. So I can kind of work all that into my own time. Yeah. Whereas training for a, like a kickboxing competition was a little bit different because everything was so structured. You have to be at the gym at a certain time, you know, training and, and sparring for four hours, three hours at a time, and it just wasn't possible with children. And so, anyways, all that to say, the uh, the fitness was there for me, and then one thing led into another. I started coaching because I found that a lot of people were coming up to me, wow, you have such a busy lifestyle, and you work shift work, and you have kids, how do you fit it all in? And that was kind of like the beginning of this, you know, like monstrosity that ended up happening, and I didn't realize that, oh my God, I'm helping more people doing this than I was doing policing. These people want to be here. They're asking me for my help. They're not, it's not me telling them they should, you know, take my help. It was two yeah. different people. And I found that, you know, it was more gratifying doing the fitness, um, you know, like the fitness coaching or, or mentoring. And the policing, although I loved it and I loved the action and, you know, and it was a very secure job. Yeah. I mean, I had benefits. I had, you know, a pension. I had... And that's all that I knew. I mean, fitness kind of just fell into my lap because, again, it was a side passion. And then when I realized that, like, over the years as I got busier and not even intentionally, it was just, like, word of mouth. And people really realized I was doing this from my heart, from my passion. It wasn't just to make, like, a buck, you know. I had my full-time job. I was making good enough money to support me and my family. And you know what I mean? It really was from my heart. And I think that resonated with people. And that's what drives you know, women, moms, and because I had a martial arts background, that like tough girl approach or whatever, like there's a lot of different audiences I target, if you can say. So I could be that, you know, badass mom when I want to, or I could be mushy, or I can be, you know, it, it's just uh, that whole variety. I think that's what kind of makes, I guess, people, like, uh, you know, driven to me. Yes. When I realized that, um, you know, I was I, I just had more happiness doing what I was doing. And it was tough to leave because, you know, during that time as well, like Dave was doing his own thing also on the side and he was doing photography and, you know, he did so well. And I think it was the same reasons, the exact same reason. If you can kind of like carbon copy a male and a female, it would be me and Dave because yeah. Dave was such an awesome officer. He was so good. But at the same time, he was doing photography that just blow like his creativity and he has an eye for it and all this stuff. So it's so funny, like two separate paths and we decided to somehow put this together. And so really what had happened was he was looking for a new studio and in the process he found uh, like a smaller space because you know, he was renting space out of another uh, like another location yeah. and he just needed to grow his wings, grow, you know, and, and find a bigger location. And one thing led into another. It was like, honestly, it was like a sign that was saying, you know, get this place. And, you know, he, he went to see this specific place where we are now at OTC, Optimum Training Center. And he uh, said, you know what, this place looks amazing. Um, and then some suggestions from, you know, like mentoring other people who own gyms before. Some of our friends said, you know, why don't you take the smaller space and then you can do some personal training. Um, you know, some of the online clients that I had made over the years, just in part-time, then you can bring them in and really show them how, you know, because it's one thing online and the other stuff is, you know, a little bit of one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. The small space, 
turned out to be a way bigger space and with like a couple of nudge nudges from like our friends and you know our, our especially our friend from the treadmill factory he said you know let's go big or go home it's the only way to do it you know and he goes you'll be surprised and you'll be okay and so it wasn't without you know uh, you know we were scared and we're you know but we're also risk takers you know I, I'm very very spontaneous um, I mean spontaneous within you know um, <laughs> <For a> reason <laughs> yeah you know but we said, you know what, why not? You know, we, we're those type of people, just jump. You'll get your wings along the way. You have to because you have no choice. Yeah. And I think even, you know, with the four kids, it's like, well, we have no choice to make this happen. We have mouths to feed. We have our boys. You know, we want them to see us in, you know, successful people. And we want to resonate with everybody to show them that if you're unhappy or if you're not, not necessarily unhappy, but if you're unsure and, and, you know, your current position of what you're doing isn't what it should be you better make the change because you're going to be unhappy yeah. you know and and yeah it's hard but you know like they say if it was easy then everyone would be doing it so I mean you know we're going into two years and I remember the day that I, I in fact Dave decided to leave uh, to resign from the police force before I did and I was actually what was I doing I was I think I, in that time I was just kind of running everything and I was thinking oh my goodness how am I going to run this gym and work part-time. I, I, at that time, I, I stopped and I just worked part-time at uh, policing because of the four kids. I went on job share. And I said, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? Like, this is going to be really tough. And I said, especially owning a gym, you know, you got to be there. You got to put in, you know, you got to put in the hours and the blood, sweat, and tears. And so um, I remember it, like, just like it was yesterday, but he was writing his resignation letter, you know, dear chief, this, 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 that. And I walked in, and at that very moment, he didn't even know I was doing this. I said, Dave, and I'm standing in like the archway of the door, and he's like, yeah, I go, I go, you know what, change the name, like this, you know, change the name, do exactly everything, and just hit send and put it in my name as well. He's like, what? I said, just do it before I change my mind. That's how spontaneous it was. I didn't even know myself that I was going to do that. But walking up the stairs to that room, I said, there has to be, there's no other way I can do this. If I'm going to succeed at something, you don't give half-ass of everything. You give your full. <laughs> your you full give your full-ass. <laughs> you, you give the full thing. So yeah. that's kind of at that moment I decided, and I remember it was a Friday, and I hadn't even told a single person, not even my mother, and I waited till Sunday, and I had to let it all sink in because it was just an incredible decision, a life-changing decision. Yeah. You know, I would never go back because that's just the, you know, the way I am. I'm like, I make a decision and I stick to it and I make it work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so sorry to kind of go, no, but I was yeah, trying to give no. a little bit of background from where it came from. No, that's amazing. And I mean, I mean, you had, you know, like support from like your friends. You're saying like they're nudging you and everything. And that was great. But I mean, and this is something that I hear too, like just along my way in social media from you know, parents and stuff like that, where I, you know, I'll make a post sometimes and I'll be like, oh, you know, I wish I could do that, but you know, I've got two kids and da, 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 but you can tell that they're just so unhappy, you know? And so what advice would you just tell someone that's kind of, you know, in the same shoes has, you know, an opportunity to maybe go explore a new avenue where, you know, yeah, there's going to be work, but what would you say to them? Um, as I said kind of before, it's just like if you're really unhappy, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And you really need, I know it's hard and I know it's scary because I've been there. Like to leave two full-time careers 15 years in, we had great, great, you know, um, great everything, benefits and everything like I said. But you know what, there's something better out there because if you're not feeling it, 
if you're not feeling that, or, or if you feel that you can do more and yeah. you're not at your full potential, you need to take that risk. No matter what, it's hard. I didn't have anything to fall back on. Well, I mean, I do. I have my life experience. And that's the good thing, too, is those people who are unhappy, everyone has life experience, whether it's good or bad. And that's how you channel those experiences and turn them into some positive, like, you know, positivity and changing and using those previous life experiences into the new venture you're going to take. Mm -hmm. Like I've learned so much in my years as a police officer or as a mom, and I I use that all stuff every day. Yeah. You know, I'm a much better person or a much better you know communicator. I'm a you know everything that you can think of. I've, I've used all my life experiences to do that. Yeah, totally, love it. You know, um, I, think the, I think the thing is just people are scared, and that's understandable. Yeah. You know, but who isn't scared? You know, yeah. you just got to take the jump. I think. Yeah, dude, I'm a I'm a big believer in in jumping and trusting the leap will be there. So I mean, that's why I mean, your story resonates so much with me as well. So, you know, and what would you say would be, you know, because you guys are, you know, are, are do you have two two locations uh, for the OT OTC now? Don't you? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah we, we have the main hub location in yeah. Toronto, and the other one's in Mississauga. That's amazing. So, what would you say is the single most influential factor in your business's success? I think the most, like, I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm tooting my own horn, but it's honestly, you know, the work and the effort that we put into it daily. It's the daily grind. It's the hustle. It's the 5 a.m. mornings. It's, you know, staying late at night. It's, it's, you know, shuffling the kids around, being here, greeting people, making everyone feel like, you know, they're really special when they walk in the door, you know, hi, how are you? We're a family, come on in and just, you know, creating that type of community that you want to be here. You want to come work out here or for Dave, I mean, because our photography studio is, you know, it's connected into, it's sort of, you know, it's connected to the gym in, in a way. Um, the same thing, you know, he makes people laugh, he makes people feel comfortable, they love the experience, not just, you know, here's my membership, have a good day, you know, it's, it's really you know, making that person feel at home. And in Mississauga location, the same thing, creating a community, you know, the parents and the kids and all that stuff. It's just, um, I really think that, you know, you really have to be a people person and learn how to communicate properly. And just, and if anything's bothering you, get it off your shoulder, any conflicts or miscommunication. I yeah. think it's really important just to be open about everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. Communication is so key <laughs> yeah for oh, yeah any, any success i mean and understanding how you know and reading the other you know the people around you and stuff like that and just being like very aware and very being very you know self-aware as well um you know like you said you've got those 5 a.m mornings um you're there on that daily grind you know um you've got such a busy schedule and there's there's big talk you know you see about like you know what like the most successful people do like here and what they do here. Um, do you have any sort of morning routine, nightly ritual, getting ready for the next day, anything that kind of sets the tone for you or creates a little bit of, you know, balance and clarity to attack your day with such full energy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've always been just one of those people. I'm full of energy. And I've, I've always been like that. I remember my mom even like, and I think I get it from her because she's just like always on the go. And I think I've just always had that kind of attitude where, you know, some people are just hyper and they go, go, go. But I'm the type of person, if I finally sit down, if I sit down for five minutes, I'm gone, like out. 
yeah. out sleeping. But while I'm awake, we'll look out, you know. Yeah. Um, I do get up really early, and I, I love – what I do love is I – as crazy as my life seems or <laughs> not seems as it is, I always tend to stick to the schedule as much as I can, especially in the mornings, like you said, and in the evenings. What happens between then is usually complete chaos. But I like to get up at, like, normally it's 5 a.m., or just before 5 a.m., I, I do the same thing all the time, you know, get ready, blah, blah, hit the gym right away. I don't, and I, I, I don't, I do it to get it over with, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just if I wait, then everything just kind of piles up and it gets in the way of just being, you know, a busy mom and an entrepreneur and everything else. Work just takes over immediately as soon as everybody else is awake. So yeah. I try to get up before everybody else, including the kids. And normally what I do is I leave Dave at home with the kids and I kind of sneak out. And that's, you know what, my hour and a half, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours to myself. Mm-hmm. It's time not only to work out, get that in, and, you know, get the cardio in as well. And that's when I do my thinking. I watch the news if I want to or I watch, let's say, Netflix. I, I do my mental, you know, to-do list of either my bigger goals and then my smaller goals and just sometimes just my to-do. What am I going to do today? What tasks am I going to just do to get me through the day? And you know what? And of course, those are really flexible because I know there's certain things that have to be done, you know, family first, and then everything else kind of trickles through. And, and if it happens, it happens. I don't beat myself up if I can't get it done. Mm. You know, people realize around me that I am busy and that I do have to take care of my four children first and my husband, of course, but I mean family in general. And you know what? Having that good support system and friends and family around, that's really, really good because they can relate and understand if I if I don't get something done. And then, you know, I come home from the gym and I just kind of, everything kind of flows. But um, I tell you, if I videotape myself, and I, I, I still have to do this, it's like an army. You do there, you do like everything is so boom, boom. What do you want for breakfast? What do you want? Okay, nuts. It's like, a, I don't know how to say it, but it, it's, it's like an army. And anyone gets in my way, it messes me all up. So I'm just like, leave me alone. Let me do this. Get everything done. And then the kids out the door, whether, you know, be to school or, you know, during the summer, whatever it is, like just to, to get out the door. And then, okay, now yeah. I can deal with my day. What's next? And then I go through the steps, the same thing. I have my little to-do list. And then, you know what? Same thing in reverse order on the way back. Home from school, homework done first, let's say, if it's, you know, a school day. And then everything in the evening happens. Everything is all family, you know, supper time, you know, walks in the park or whatever it might be. Their activities. And then when they go to bed, that's when I focus on my online work. And that's another whole, you know. So I basically don't stop. And you know what? There's a point I get tired. Of course I do. And there's a point where I, you know, and if that's the case, close the laptop, have a couple hours to myself. That's totally fine. Or have a nap or whatever. You know, I do catch up at some points. I'm not like a, a super, super mom. I mean, you know what? I mean, I get tired too. And, you yeah. know, I take the breaks when I need it. I listen to my body. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important that's too. Good. I love having that structure, even though it is, a, you know, there is somewhat of a structure, even though it is a crazy structure. What do they say? Organized chaos. Organized chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I could feel the same way too. As long as there's like a little bit of structure throughout the day, it kind of feels like, all right, everything else is just like gravy, whatever happens. But exactly. As long yeah. as like the key areas, cause those start off like the tone for the rest of the day, right? Like the mornings and make sure everything is like organized and good to go. Then everything else can just kind of happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, you got to be flexible with, I mean, that much going on too. And it's important, like you said, to not, you know, 
beat yourself up over something if you know it doesn't happen and stuff like that because I mean that's something that I'm working on because like I love my mornings like my you know five like I get up at like 4 50 a.m but there's been some days that you know I'm like you know I just listen to my body I'm like I need I need to sleep a little longer <laughs> yeah. but then I wake up and I'm like oh you know then I I miss my this and this didn't go right and then I just try to like you know turn that off too so that's amazing that I mean you don't beat yourself up over that because that's definitely something that I'm working on and I don't even have a quarter of everything that you've got <laughs> so major problem but you know that everyone everyone you know everyone has their own story or everyone has their own busy lifestyle that my busy isn't necessarily your busy but you're still busy or you know everyone has their own things that they have to deal with so yeah. I mean you know and and, and yeah, they have to structure accordingly so I'm sure you do the same way and you're really good at it I know you are <laughs> oh surprise myself sometimes <laughs> same idea I had had a busy had a really busy busy bee mom as well so I think it runs definitely runs in the genes too so oh totally yeah um you know and besides all this stuff like with you know being a mom and being an entrepreneur Damn, girl, you're also a freaking sponsored athlete, and you are a spokeswoman, and, you know, you are a huge advocate, and you champion the brands that you align yourself with, and I know in the fitness industry, it's definitely one of the, you know, the pegs that, you know, everyone aspires to and wants to, you know, get repped by a brand, they want to rep a brand, they, you know, they want to you know, sign with certain uh, companies, um, what advice can you give to all these, you know, um, aspiring new uh, fitness personalities and, you know, fitpreneurs that want to start getting themselves aligned with companies that, you know, they believe in? Hopefully they believe in, because if they're not believing in, then they want to get signed with them. But what advice can you give to those people, being someone that's been involved with so many great companies? Well, you know, you said it right on the nose right there is uh, when you said, I hope they believe in it. And that's the number one, I guess you can say, um, you know, number one tip, if you might, is, is really believing in the product yourself. Don't just say yes to everything just because someone's offering you something, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, fitness personalities nowadays, you know, they'll be approached by the first person and say, oh, yes, yes, I can't wait. And oh, it's great. But meanwhile, you know, you have to you have to live your brand. You have to live according to whatever company is reaching out to you. And you have to really, truly believe in that product. Yeah. Not just do it because, you know, it's going to make you, you know, a sponsored athlete. You know, look into the company and don't just say yes off the bat. You know, does it resonate with you? Does it, you know, with your audience, with your clients, if you're, you know, or, or the people following you? You yeah. know, um, you know, we're hoping that, you know, the company has done their homework. But of course, you have to do your homework as well on the on, on the company. Mm. Um, another thing is, you know, make sure that whatever whatever it is, whatever sponsor, whether it be you know food or clothing or supplements, that you know, it's not taking away from your brand, working your brand. You know, because a lot of these companies have a tendency to whatever it might be, but. Um, you know you're working so if yeah. it's a job are you getting paid for working this job yeah. or if you're happy with you know whatever whatever your um, the contract is or whatever you, you you know whoever they decide to go with just make sure you're happy and that you're not getting taken advantage of mm -hmm. just because of you know who you are 
Yeah. You've got to really stand your ground because if you don't, then you're just setting precedence for all the others, you know? Yeah. And so that's what it kind of gets in that gray area where everyone wants to be sponsored. So they all say yes, and then they get unhappy, or then they, you know, they want to leave, and then it looks bad, and it looks like, you know, you, then you go to the next one, and you think it's better, and, you know, the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side. Yeah. So, but if you were, if you did your homework right off the bat, and you really believed in yourself, and you believed in the company that you're aligning yourself with, then you won't have the issues, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, it's, and I think that's one of the things too, that everyone's just so excited that, you know, some company reached out to them and stuff, and they'll just sign on just for the sake of signing on to be a sponsored athlete, you know, and it just gets, you know, people get taken advantage of, you know, there's not a lot of authenticity in the message and everything and you know especially with the the fitness industry being so small you know i mean it's you see you know young 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 athletes get taken advantage of and they go from one company to the next and stuff like that and i mean in other cases too where i see you know my work you know doing social media consulting you know with the some of the branding requirements and a lot of you know the posting requirements a lot of the work that the athlete has to put in totally overtakes their entire, you know, image themselves as someone on social media that it's just completely all this brand because they want them posting, you know, 10, 20 times a week. And it's just overkill for these people that it's, you're not letting your own message or your own content get out there and expose. And you just look like one giant walking mobile advertisement for the company, you know? Totally. You totally lose it and then you almost become like that annoying social media yeah, person. Where you know? There <laughs> she goes again, posting about, you know, like, yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah, no, totally. So would you say like, do you, like, how important is like, do you negotiate like with the contract? Do you um, tweak it yourself? Do you go back and amend it back and forth before like a deal is finally made? Like, do you ever just settle on the first offer? I never settle on the first offer. Um, but I think that also takes a little, well, I think it depends on the person. I mean, it also depends how many years you've been in the industry. I, I guess it's kind of like, a, well, it is a job because it's yes. a job interview. And, you know, like with any job interview, depending how many years of experience or life experience or, you know, depending again on the brand and what they're looking for, you do have to kind of go back and forth. And I always recommend a contract, of course, because you need to know, like, if, if, if you're breaching a contract, well, you know, is it was it set out? You know, and make sure that you read the contract over even, you know, if you have to hire a lawyer to go over it to make sure it's okay to do that too. But just make sure you really, really, under, again, communication. If there's nothing, if there's something you don't understand, ask first, you know, because it's the little things that'll, I wouldn't say get you in trouble, but like, you know, if it doesn't work out, then was there something that you could have fixed beforehand instead of, you know what I mean? So yeah. all that thing should be done at the, at, at, you know, upfront. And I mean, again, whether it's salary based or paid or not paid, that's completely up to, I guess, the company and, and if they, you know, and if the fitness personality decides they do want it that way. So if it is paid, you know, back and forth and just like a job, you know, here's what I want, here are my, you know, requirements or whatever. Because a lot of times these companies, you know, will take advantage because they know they can't. They they know they can. But if you have a smart fitrepreneur who knows what they're doing and and who's really, you know, you're worth a lot. You know, people don't realize. But I mean, now that was one thing that I always said. Like, 
you don't realize how many people you are influencing out there. You know, um, whether you just started or not, there's always somebody watching. There's always somebody, you know, um, in awe of you or you're motivating and inspiring somebody. So you're worth something. And don't sell yourself short ever. Yeah. You know? And you know what? And if that means you lose the gig, well, you know what? Then you weren't for them to begin with. Yeah. You know? Never sell yourself short. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. I mean, if that's one door that closes it just means there's a better door that's gonna open that's right that's it that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) and i mean you know and it's we've all made mistakes along the way you know there was you know times in my like fitness career i look back on and i was like ah you know i probably should have waited out for something else or you know didn't really feel good about this or didn't really feel good about that and we, we make mistakes and we learn from them um what is one of the what is one of the, you know the biggest mistakes that you've made so far being either you know as an entrepreneur or a you know um, fitness uh, fitpreneur fitness celebrity <laughs> um, you know that that you made and what kind of value did it bring to your life afterwards? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think I think that. The biggest thing for me, especially, especially talking as an entrepreneur, is okay in general trust. But let me, I guess, kind of okay. elaborate <laughs> because I'm, especially the background. I'm policing, so yeah. I don't really trust many people, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm always in that, you know. I want to know everything. I want to know why. I want to know when. I want to know how. And I'm very nosy, and I'm this and that. So when you open up your own business, you really, no one will ever be good enough because no one understands your business more than you do. So it's really hard to trust someone, to bring someone in from the outside and, you know, kind of let go. And I mean, I know I've been doing like the entrepreneur thing for two years, but I, you know, bossing, two years I can't trust anyone to come along and help me or you know to the extent that I would probably need them to yeah so so I haven't really made the mistake but I mean that's just a hard thing for me to let go on the other hand you know the if you want to call it a mistake is I do not listen to my gut and I do let's say I'm saying hiring people or whatever you know, you end up getting, I don't want to say stabbed in the back, you end up making a mistake for whatever reason, right? Then I'm like, wow, I should have just trusted my gut, you know? And my gut at the time was telling me something, but it's kind of like a struggle. Is it my gut because I don't trust, you know, the world? Or is it my gut because I really don't trust the person? I don't, and I'm saying trust, it's just in general. You yeah. know your gut, you always listen to your gut, it knows best, right? Yeah. Your heart gut in your head it's all like ah oh. yeah but at the end of the day I mean you wouldn't feel those feelings if they weren't meant for something because you know when something feels right yeah don't have those weird spidey senses if it feels right so I think my mistake was not listening to my gut because then I found out later that I should have but at some point you do have to you know give a little bit sometimes and, and, and let it go a little bit you know yeah. Um, you know, another thing like I wouldn't even say within within the fitness industry, within you know, 
people come and go, and you know, and, and, and I'm very, I could say, that was the word I'm looking for, super loyal. You know, I'm very, I love everybody because that's just my personality. I'm very friendly, you know, and I just find like, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I want to say just the industry itself, but just get taken advantage of, you know. Um, we work hard. I don't, you know, mean ill will to anybody. I do my job. I hustle. I grind because I have to. I would never hurt anyone in the process. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, you know, you don't even mean to do it. You step on toes or whatever and everyone gets offended. Communication is not there. Again, things get miscommunicated and everything gets, like, discombobbled all for no reason. Yeah. So, like, my mistake, um, again, it's not, it's, it's the trusting the wrong people or putting my hopes and, and, you know, aspirations into dreams into other people. When in reality, you know what, I just, at the end of the day, I should just listen to my gut, listen to myself, take care of myself because now that's all I do. And you know what, it's working much better. I just take care of myself and my boys, my husband, and we just do our thing. We're so much more happier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I guess I kind of over, you know, no. answered that question, but it's kind of a double, double answer, I yeah. guess. And I think, yeah, it's, I think it's all too important too that, you know, and I mean, I've definitely had those times in my life where I should have listened to my gut <laughs> and I didn't, but I mean, you know, and it's, I think it's a lot of people struggle with that because, you know, they might just, you know, disregard it just for, oh, it's hogwash or they're, you know, it's. You know, the, I think in a, in a way everyone kind of knows, you know, or knows the right answer, knows that feeling, but they, they doubt, they doubt it. Yeah. You know, they, they, they really doubt it. They, and everyone has that, or like that inner power. Yeah. You know, and I think it gets pushed down a lot just from, you know, either the way that we were brought up or just the way that we feel about, you know life or people where we try to see the good in situations or maybe we're just overreacting and we overthink it but we just get down to like the just the meat and potatoes of it it's just very black and white it really is yeah it's It's just it don't feel good i don't like it peace out (laughs) and that's what you should do but i think you're right is that you know you, you try and stick it through you try and make changes and or you know, or like I said, things just get miscommunicated. So you, you know, you don't really know what the real problem is. Get down with it, and let's see. You know, let's let's fix it or move on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that and it's hard. It's hard to move on sometimes because I mean, you've either made friendships or relationships, and you know, ties, ties in, in any community. And I'm not just saying you know the fitness industry, but in anywhere. And you know what? And it's 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 sad when you do have to cut the ties. But at the end of the day, like you just mentioned, you know, one door closes, there's others. There's yeah. other people waiting. There's other people waiting for you, other people waiting for your love, your friendship, your, you know? Yeah. So it will all work out. Yeah. Just trust your gut. Totally. Trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut. And I mean, that's, I just, I just totally felt like the whole, like, the, the nurturing Nichelle there for a moment. <laughs> the mom. <laughs> the mom. Trust your gut. And I mean, what would you, what would you have to say to, and this is going to jump back to, and I think it's about, like, you know, feeling, you know, trusting those feelings about yourself and, you know, owning who you are and everything. And it's, and it is, I think, a lot harder, obviously, for women and especially, you know, being in the fitness industry. And, you know, and I I see this a lot with, you know, with the media and with, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that I'm seeing now are prego 
and you know there's a lot of new mixed emotions and there's a lot of already you can already tell from their posts there's already a lot of pressure for them to you know bounce back from like this baby weight and you know get back to their fit self which i mean is awesome but i like this you know i'm seeing it and i i just i like i don't have any intentions to be a mom but i am empathetic to the pressure that you know a lot of especially girls with a background in fitness must feel to get their baby pre-baby body back and i mean as as a fitness expert and as a mom, you know, what advice would you have to tell or what do you what do you say to these women that are in a rush or feel pressure to, you know, get back to this like their their fit bodies that they had beforehand? Um, it's a really hard it is a hard thing to tackle because we're not only dealing with well, we're not only dealing with pregnancy hormones, but you know, we're dealing with the person themselves and the way they feel about themselves because if they're already so, so focused on, you know, the journey, body back, they're not worried about, you need to be focused on the baby, you need to be focused on nurturing that baby and, you know, it's funny, my very first, when I, my first fitness show that I did back in, gosh, I'm going to age myself like a dinosaur, but in 2004 or five. My very first coach said to me, you know, I was so I was I was kind of like that. Oh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a baby. And, you know, he's like, you know what? Fitness competitions will always be there. Your babies won't. And I'm like, wow. Thank you very much. And that kind of set the whole tone for everything because he's so right. Look at it's now 2017 and fitness shows are going stronger than ever. <laughs> and you know what? And and he was so right. And, you know, like, well, with me, my journey is a little bit different. You know, I would do, like, you know, fitness shows and get pregnant, you know, take the time off and then come back and go back. You know, it's just, for me, I, I use them as goal settings. I use them as kind of, you know, goal markers. Um, but I didn't rush anything. I just let it happen. If it happened, it happened. And, you know... For these moms who are so focused on getting the body back, I wish I could just tell them, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to change someone's mind because what it comes down to is self, you know, self-love, self-image, you know, your your body image and, and, you know, what you're thinking, you know, what you're thinking others see you as when in reality, nothing, if you talk to anybody, what do you do when you see a pregnant person? You know, what, you're just like, it's the best thing. Yeah. They love, like, they love seeing pregnant people. Yeah. It's like, you know, but I know you kind of feel gross during that stage. Well, some, some do, some don't. I loved it. I, I loved eating whatever I wanted and you know, when it was fun. And, I mean, I enjoyed the whole process. Yeah. But I think what, you know, not to worry. It'll bounce back if it has to. You know, who cares how long it takes? I mean, I guess it depends. It, 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 I mean, it depends on the reason they want to bounce back, you yeah. know? Um, for me, I personally bounce back, um, and I don't mean bounce back fast, but I wanted to do it in, for different reasons. When I was, when I had my children, I was still a police officer and I took my maternity leave to get my body back in a safe and healthy way, but only because I wanted to be back better and stronger for me as in my career. So I wanted to be back, you know, back on the road or back as a fit officer. I wanted to always have that. You know, um, that was my, my thing. I never wanted to be like, you know, someone just sat around and, you know, I was always fit. I want to yeah. show others that, you know what, just we put on this uniform and we're going to represent. 
moms represent, fit yeah. cops represent, that kind of mentality. But I mean, I enjoyed my process along the way and I didn't, you know, I didn't rush anything. So, I mean, I guess it all depends the reasons and, you know, but I say just enjoy it like anything. You know what? You, you enjoy the end result, but what about the journey along the way? You know, take care of the baby. Let him enjoy. Let her, I say him. Because <laughs> it's been you ingrained know. in you all over these years. <laughs> okay, so Nichelle, you know, this has been awesome. Um, I know the, re- you know, the listeners are going to get a lot of value from this. Um, your journey, I know, has impacted so many people, but I just want to put on your career on a pedestal here because I know you got a lot going on and on TV it's been non-stop magazine exposure everything else but for your business you know where do you where do you see yourself in the next year like what do you, what have you got up your sleeve coming up for like the next uh, projection here uh, well the last I mean the over the next year I hope to what I've been doing lately is I mean I do have kind of three separate you know businesses going on at once and uh, one of them is the online and I've been doing the online coaching and transformation specialist for over six years now yeah and I've been really branching that out because I've done so well in the online um, that community I mean I just I find I can take on a lot of people and help out a lot more people than you know the one-on-one and so the online has been a really good avenue for me to be reaching out to different target like to target different audiences and that's why I've been doing a lot of my appearances lately. I've been like, reaching out not only to the fitness community because after a while, like you're talking to the same community, it's time to reach out, branch out to the different, you know, different, um, I can say, you know, different audiences. Yeah. And that's why I have been, you know, doing my TV appearances and just reaching out to, you know, the mainstream um, avenues. Yeah. So in the next year, I hopefully um, will have, you know. Um, many more let's say I would say followers or people on my online uh, business team loss and of course here at the gym at OTC I do want to also of course you know broaden the I mean you know the sky's the limit I want to get more trainers in here I want to increase obviously you know not only the trainers but the members and and make that really happen you know I want it to be the happening place in Toronto uh, right now we have, you know, hockey teams in here and I want to do like more team training, more group, you know, group style training. And then uh, on the home front, you know, I'm good with four boys. Who knows, right? You never know what's going to happen in my life. So boys have asked for a sister. Like you can't just order up a sister. Um, but no. Um, but you know what? Other than that, I do plan on competing again um, if my body, you know, wants. It lists, like I said, I always listen to my body. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, Darren, uh, Darren Mealy of Freak Fitness has just been an amazing coach, and uh, who knows where that will take us? Yeah. Uh, and you know, other than that, it's just everything is going the way it should be. It's going smooth. I love my life. There's nothing I would change about it. And to be honest, it's just going to go up from here. Awesome. I love it. You know, and I, I, I love watching your life. And I, I mean, because I know you and Dave as well. So I am just the cheerleader in in the States, <laughs> <laughs> down in the Midwest. And yeah, just uh, I'm really looking forward to watching your journey unfold for the next while here. Definitely many, many more years of success are going to be along your way. Thank so, you. But yeah, well, thank you so much, Michelle, for joining me today on the show. It's been an honor and a pleasure catching up with you. 
And yes. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, that busy, busy day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off to get the kids now. <laughs> yep. All right. Thank you so All much, All right. Michelle. Thanks for having yeah. me, Andy. As always, guys, I appreciate you for including my podcast as part of your daily motivation. Appreciate you all. Love you all. And if you want to give me a follow on Instagram, it is becoming underscore unfuckwithable. And you'll find that with the F-C-K abbreviation because just keeping that a little PG for the IG. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. If you believe you're unfuckwithable, go ahead and share this podcast. podcast.